Mikey, Mikey and Rinidin. Yum. A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. This is Mikey, and I am on a solo mission today. Corinne is very pregnant, and she's taking care of herself. She's actually in a yoga class right now, and she was wanting me to jump on, connect with you guys, do the show myself, sends her regards, and obviously, little rigatoni, party time, Chablanc. He is, he's cooking along. He's 36 and three, so 36 weeks, three days. Um, 37 weeks, which is Friday, is full term early full term but uh full term and then we're we were hoping to go to 39 weeks it might still happen we are uh i think we discussed on the podcast last week rinny was having a couple like high blood pressure moments um especially when we're in the hospital which how the fuck could you not i've been making the joke that it's like putting someone in a sauna and saying wow you're really sweating a lot we probably should leave you in the sauna for a little while longer to see if you keep sweating you're like, yeah, of course I'm fucking sweating. I'm in a sauna. And so, yeah, she was having, she had a couple high blood pressures. Uh, and the, basically the doctor team is just, they're wanting to, you know, I think exercise the utmost uh, concern for safety and comfort and all the above. And they're wanting to induce at 37 weeks. So we, we might end up doing that. It's just been a very stressful journey. And we know that um, Little Man is doing great. And also that we can kind of take better care of him potentially outside than inside. So uh, I don't know. To be determined. To be continued. We'll see what happens. But uh, we might be meeting him this week. We might be meeting him in a couple weeks. So we don't know. Um, I wanted to jump on here. So this is a show. Our show is about food. And it's about food kind of in a very broad sense. It's about food and how it... Um, you know, affects our everyday life. We like to highlight creators. We like to talk about what we're making. We like to show cookbooks that we're loving. Um, you know, we also like to dive deep into kind of historic food and food from our childhoods. You know, right now we are 100% focused on how we can support mama and baby and partner hubby uh, during postpartum time. So right after we have a baby, you know, how are we going to be eating? And we have, uh, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, we've been on a making and freezing fucking frenzy. We've done, I don't know, 20 gallons of bone broth, tons of congee, tons of different sorts of meats. And then this week we went to the farmer's market and we got all the most beautiful vegetables and we're going to do a pickle steaming blanching party. So we're going to be doing um, tat soy. We're going to be doing spinach. We're going to be pickling some radishes. We're going to be um, making all sorts of stuff. We're going to make a bunch of pestos. And the idea is that we can just reach into the freezer and grab stuff. And, you know, I think this is whether you're having a baby or not, this is the time of the year to, you know, grab all the things that are fresh while they're in season. I think fall foods are so fun. I mean, there's apples, all sorts of stone fruits popping off around us. Um, you know, and then also I love these kind of fall greens. And so we're going to be, you know, doing broccolini and everything. And you can just eat 
like you're eating in the summer. I don't know where you live, but Portland, we just had our largest air conditioning, like so an energy bill in our house last month was the largest we had of all summer because it's been it's been so hot here until just like the last week or two. And that's fucking nuts. So we still have a lot of kind of summer vegetables that are popping off in our backyard. Um, in in a farmer's market, it just, it feels like it's like late summer right now and it's November, which is nuts. So we're taking advantage of that by buying all the things that kind of feel summery and bright and colorful and beautiful. And we're preserving them, you know, in whatever way we feel it works best so that we can be eating them in the winter when we have a little baby and we can just be pulling stuff out. And it's so fun. Um, so yeah, this week is going to be produce and fruits and vegetables. Yummy, yummy, yummy. All the colorful stuff. We're going to be doing the rainbow. The other thing that is coming this week, and I think this is going to be kind of the main thrust of the episode is voting. It's midterms this Tuesday. Um, I hope that if you listen to this show, you are the type of person that is registered to vote. At the very least, I hope you're registered to vote. Um, I hope that you also live in a state where you can vote by mail because that is where we live in Oregon. You can vote from your house and you can vote early. We voted two weeks ago, I guess, at this point. And um, I really hope that where you live, it's it's that easy to vote because it should be. And it's criminal that there are still places where you have to vote in person on voting day and that it's not a holiday. Uh, and also I don't know where you live again, but there are some wild, uh, races going on. There are some wild things that could potentially happen in our country if, uh, if, you know, certain people win. And so, and I think it's a very real, uh, I mean, we've seen what happened with Roe. We've seen what has happened in, um, you know, Trump's presidency in the wake of that and a lot of the people that are now in office that are, you know, QAnon conspiracy candidates that are pushing fear and pushing lies. And, you know, and a lot of that is making its way into legislation. You know, there are all these crazy, you know, one-off stories about, you know, there's a person, I think he's in Michigan, that's trying to run a school district and he believes in this kitty litter fucking nonsense that people are saying that that there's kids that identify as cats and so schools these liberal school districts are putting kitty litter in uh bathrooms so that the kids who identify as cats can use kitty litter boxes or litter boxes when the actual story is there was a school in Colorado that had things of kitty litter in the classrooms because during school shooting lockdowns the kids needed a place to shit and piss and they had to go in a fucking kitty litter box. And that's the truth of it all, is that your stupid guns are the reason that these poor kids are scared to death in their classrooms and having to go to the bathroom in litter boxes. It has nothing to do with gender identity. It has nothing to do with, you know, the liberal agenda. Fuck off. Obviously, Herschel Walker, obviously, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. We can't see any more of that in our government. This is going to be, you know, evergreen effects uh, if certain people get into office. And I just hope that you live in a place that it's that it's not as dire. But most states have at least some part of uh, their ballot that is being threatened by you know these these people that are really off the deep end. It's not this isn't a party thing anymore. And I and I don't want to you know 
go off on some tangent about like, you know, it's going to be the end of the world. It's going to be, a, no, but it's going to be the end of some really, really substantial things. I mean, this women's healthcare is absolutely on the chopping block and it's a very real thing that women might not have access to preventative medicine, healthcare, abortions, obviously. And we just, I don't know, I, the, the amount, the percentage of people that actually vote of registered voters is abysmal and midterms it's even more abysmal. I mean, it's in the forties in presidential elections and it's lower than that for midterms. Uh, it can't be this year. And I know a lot of the young kids are stepping the fuck up. There are, uh, an unbelievable, like a record number of the 18 to 24 year old um, voters that are voting this year. It's never been, uh, as important to people as it is to them. And I think we need to take that as a real message. And I hope that I'm preaching to the choir here. I hope that all of you are like, yeah, I voted a while ago. Stop preaching at me. But this is like all the things we talk about on the show. And, you know, food is a main is a big one of them. Um, food is politics, politics, like, you know, divines how the food industry works, how your farmers are being supported, how female farmers that, you know, that are, that need healthcare, <laughs> how they're being treated. I mean, these are, food is, is like kind of, you know, for me, it's this canary in the coal mine. It's this litmus test about how, what society is doing and how healthy we are as a collective. And so politics absolutely matter in the food world. But the other part of the show for those of you that have listened for a while is, you know, we've, we've been trying hard to have a baby for about five, a little over five years and we've experienced massive loss and we have had to make some decisions that in certain parts of our country, we would not have been allowed to make. We would have not been given the right to make um, the decisions to end pregnancies that we wanted more than anything in the world, but wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have gone through with a, with a, a living baby at the end. And we decided to, you know, because we had the choice to, to end the pregnancy when we did, because we knew that it was best for us and our, and our baby. And, um, it's a nuanced argument. It's not just, you know, people are killing kids. Da, 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 da. It's not this black and white thing that I think a lot of the scared Christian right wants to make you uh, believe it's this is a nuanced conversation that needs to happen between people and their healthcare providers. Like these are, you know, experts are experts for a reason. You know, your, your fucking wing nut uncle Charlie isn't the person to listen to when you're making nuanced, you know, intense decisions. And I think that a lot of our political conversation and, and healthcare conversation now has been left to the loudest people in the room. And oftentimes those people are the most uninformed, the most scared, the, the fucker horrible sins of the world that are, you know, peddling lies and homophobia and misogyny. And, and they're, that's, that's their bread and butter. They're making money off it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, those people, they're all actors. You know, these are all people that are just doing they're you know, saying what they need to say for the money. And I don't, I think they, they are like, damn the consequences. They don't, they don't really care if our country becomes, you know, handmaid's tale. And some of them I think actively want it. So Anyways, it's on top of all the stress of having a very pregnant wife and we're, you know, kind of teetering on this, you know, this edge of having a baby. And, you know, we've also had the the trauma that we've had in our past. It's it's weighing heavily on us. And I just can't imagine 
anybody else, you know, kind of going through what we've gone through uh, with without the options that we had. And that's why I'm voting. I'm voting so that I can support humans and people and then make sure that they are able to make free decisions for themselves and for their families. And there's a lot of that that is absolutely at stake. And I don't know. I mean, we're, I hope that I'm wrong, but you know, we're, we're heading towards the next presidential election is going to be a wild one. And it might be Donald Trump running with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I've heard. And that's terrifying. And the other part that makes me really sad is that, you know, the far right and I don't know, I don't know who's far and who's middle and who's whatever now, because there's literally elected officials going to QAnon rallies now. But there are people in office and, and their, their orders and the way that the, the right votes and talks about things, it is, it's calculated and it is really well organized. And as nutty as we can all say it is, and as we can just say like, oh my gosh, we can dismiss people because they're saying these like wild conspiracy theories. Well, you know what? Those people are going to show up and vote and they're all going to vote how they're supposed to. And, you know, there's this Democrat, there's this, you know, this, this kind of technique that some Democrats are trying to use where they're you know, funding these wild right-wing QAnon sort of people's uh, candidacies because they think if they get on the ticket that no no person's going to actually vote for them. It, it's a really, really big bet. And I think that it's a stupid tactic because people are only voting with the, the letters at this point. It's RRD. And they really believe that it could be the end of their life as they know it, or, you know, things will just descend into chaos uh, for them. And they vote at higher rates than Democrats do. And so we just need to really, really make sure that we stand up and that we speak, you know, for ourselves and for what we need in the future of our country, our food system, for our kids, all the things, um, healthcare system, which we are intimately involved with right now in one of the best states to get healthcare. And it's still, it's still terrifying. I mean, insurance companies still have a death grip on hospitals. And so, I don't know. I'm just feeling very passionately about it and I'm feeling very nervous. So please get out there and vote. If you're in Oregon, I hope that you're voting for Tina. Um, We're in a a gubernatorial race here is Tina Kotek and she's the Democrat and she's, you know, she's not perfect, but she's, she's a, she's a Democrat and she's liberal and she's awesome. And then we have um, uh, Drazen, who's this person who's supported by the Proud Boys and has, you know, has leaned into support from Nazi groups. And, and then we have a third party candidate, Betsy Johnson, who is siphoning votes. And she is, I guess, a Democrat, if you want to say that, but I feel like she's a Republican plant. She's siphoning votes from Tina. And it's, so it's a way closer race than it should be. And I'm terrified about it. So get out there and vote. I hope you've already voted. Um, if there's any way that your state is leaning towards mail-in ballots, I hope that that's something that you can decide on or that you can push because that is, that's, that's the, you know, democracy that we need to know. And that's make, you know, any barriers that we can remove to get people to vote more, um, needs to happen. Okay. So pour yourself a drink, make yourself some delicious food. I've been making a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches lately. 
and it's been, you know, cold and rainy now in the last week or so here, and there's nothing better than, here's my technique, just real quick. I do um, whatever cheeses you have. I'm a like a sharp aged white cheddar guy. And I put just a little bit of mayonnaise on the inside of the, the um, sandwich. Is that what we're calling it? The grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, it is a sandwich. And then on the outside, I put just a light layer of mayonnaise on the outside of the, uh, of the bread. And that just, so the, the Maillard reaction that happens with the mayonnaise, it browns the outside much more evenly if you have a thin layer of mayonnaise. And then what I do is I have a cast iron pan that I get hot, but not too hot. And then I put it in there. And on top of that, I put an also hot cast iron pan, or I have a bacon press that's cast iron that I press, press on top of the, uh, on top of the sandwich and so that it's crisping from both sides so that when I flip it, it only needs a second for the grilled cheese to get the perfect amount of melty. I don't know. I love you guys. Um, I'm sorry that this episode was all mostly me ranting about politics, but I don't know if it's not in your brain, then we're in different places because it's all that I can think about right now. And, um, you know, I'm bringing a little, a little boy into the world and, um, you know, and I'm, I, I really want it to be into a world that I can feel comfortable with. And it's, it's teetery right now. There's a lot of scary things being said in way too high of positions, uh, to make me feel comfy. So get out there and vote, uh, follow us on Instagram at Mikey and Rin and what else let's eat at Mikey and We've had some really fun emails from people lately, just telling us about different things. Also, um, I th- most, a lot of the things that I post through Mikey and Rin, I also either post through my, so my, uh, Instagram account is at Mikey Sheather, S H E T H A R is my uh, last name. And I've been posting all sorts of pictures of like little baby shoes that we have. And then a lot of the food that we're making. So at Mikey and Rin at Mikey Sheather, um, check us out. We're just doing lots of fun stuff. And if you like little, if you're a sneakerhead like me, our little boy has like 25 pairs of sneakers right now that are sick. So check them out. Love you guys. Uh, again, I, I gave this disclaimer last week, but we don't know what's, what's happening with, with when baby, when he's coming. So, um, there might be a show next week. There might be a little, little bit of a break. I'll drop in to kind of give you guys an update if there isn't an actual full show next week. But um, yeah, tell your friends about us. We hope that you love us. We love you for sure. And we'll talk to you next week on Mikey and Rin. Eat in. Ta-ta. 